Okay, welcome to this topical live for the second time. We had to uh, restart a recording <laughs> with uh, Tiffany Cummings because I didn't press the right button. It's <laughs> it's going now. It's going now. Um, okay, so Tiffany Cummings, gorgeous, inside and out. Um, she Thank spells you. her name with two E's, T-I-F-F-A-N-E-E. -E, yes. Which is, I think, way cooler. Um, I had a pretty cool mom, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. So Tiffany's here. Um, we met uh, at on a field trip, and um, her second oldest is in Ruthie's class, Madden. Mm -hmm. um, she has five kids, and um, we just really connected. You know, I thought, you know, she's a really cool chick. You know, and all this kind of stuff. And then um, we became friends on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And then one day she had posted something of herself um, through, a, I guess, another ministry that she had recorded for and it was her testimony that she's going to talk with us today about um i'm going to let her share all the details of that but anyway i was so touched i was like oh my gosh this woman man she is something else <laughs> and just knowing that um you know i hadn't even really thought about the podcast at the time that this was not even the works so i known your story before this started but once i started getting this going i was like oh you know what? i'm going to reach out to tiffany and see if mm -hmm. she would she would talk about her story and so here we are and um you know we are on a time schedule here because of my mess up so we're gonna stuff as much as possible <laughs> in a short amount of time but you are going to hear some really cool stuff and um tiffany i'm just so glad you're here thank you and um we've talked a lot already and i just look forward to hearing more of what you have to say so here she yeah, is that's awesome <clears throat> thank you so much for having me yeah and this is super fun. I love um, just the authentic story of what we've all gone through. You know, none of us can get out of this life without having a pretty uh, hard story mm -hmm. at some point. So right. I think we've all been through things. And so I'm just, I'm privileged to have a voice to share it and, um, and whatever means God has me do that. And so my job, he's asked me to do is just say yes, <laughs> yes to opening my mouth. And so that's what I've been on a journey um, with for doing. And so I just, um, yeah, I have, just tell you a little bit about me for those listening. I have um, five beautiful children. I have an amazing husband. We've been together for um, 19 years. And um, yeah, we're just, we're just enjoying the adventure of life. Um, kids are an adventure. And our oldest is in high school this year, and he's just a champion and all the way down to um, uh, eight-month-old. And so it's been pretty fun. Uh, my husband says that we're done. So uh, <laughs> I talked him into the last three. So I am trying to behave and be done with having children at five. So we, um, we're going to call it good. And Marlo Joy was our fifth. And so I Aww. guess it's okay to end on some joy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the last four have given us a run for our money. They're quite, um, the warriors and just fierce and they're, they're going to be amazing leaders one day. So I'm super excited to watch them grow up. But, um, you know, as parents, it's challenging to raise leaders. So that's just, it's just how it goes. So it's the hardest part. <laughs> They're the strong. Everybody else is going to get all the other stuff. Yes. We get the, <laughs> yes. the they mold the us other. probably more than we mold them. Absolutely. Unfortunately. Absolutely. There's a reason for that. I yes. Guess, huh? Yes. But I'm just, I'm so, um, I'm so, so thrilled. We're just, we're sitting out here, um, at Tiffany's house and I'm right across the street from our kids' school and just 
what an amazing community we live in. So, um, anyways, uh, that's me. And we've been in Westland for about three years. Um, and it's just been a joy to be here and just super excited to, um, branch out and have, um, this community get to know Jeremy and I, and, um, we came originally, uh, just on a word from the Lord to come to Westland and our friends were here. Um, some good friends that we had in business and knew some families here and, it's been a joy because uh, four months into our move, our good friends that live in Westland as well um, decided to plant a church. And so here we are helping them. And um, just it's been amazing to see what God's done in the city and in the surrounding cities. So um, super part, uh, glad to be a part of that. But yeah, so I'll get into it. I'm I'm kind of dodging the emotional part. I think I think I'm I think I'm dodging right now. Well, let me I think let me I just am. walk you through what we I am <laughs> sort of already recorded. <laughs> like like <laughs> can't you guys just go listen to my story online? <laughs> www. No. <laughs> what I'm here for. I'm here to just so funny. Just rip the bandaid off for a second. Well, no, actually, this is about you already ripping the bandaid off. Yeah. Okay, tell me about that. Yes, you're, you yes. are in, in a um, a very much healed place. Yes, and so because of that, um, you are you are able to come and say yes. Yeah, and um, I think that's really cool. Yeah. So I mean, before um, I realized we weren't recording anything, we were at the place where <laughs> you were saying, um, you know, you 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 were raised in a um, non-religious environment because your dad was. Um, anti because of what he was raised with or Mm -hmm. just you know that kind of thing and because of that you didn't have any place to seek help as far as beyond you know Mm -hmm. what we all seek for if we haven't found that thing that we're Mm -hmm. you know um trying to say it right here like you just were on a path of searching yeah and you're always in a path of searching until yeah we're not and so you were and so and and in that um you got a little lost uh, you didn't have people talking to you about teenager stuff. Oh yeah, um, and what teenagers do mm-hmm. and what all that transpires. And so maybe your group of friends weren't the best, but you were doing what they were doing, mm-hmm. and that included sex. Mm-hmm. And then um, that's kind of where we left off. I mean, you were just doing doing what was there. I mean, yeah. like what a lot of people do if they don't know. Yeah. Um, no, and now with smartphones and all this kind of stuff, you know, it's even more in your face. So, anyway, it kind of got you to this point where, um, you know, your decisions started to kind of come together. Like, yeah, things, are, and you didn't have. Okay, so I'm gonna just. Yes. You know, is that yes, is that good? So just, good. I left you off where you. So <laughs> good. Yeah. <laughs> no, and okay. you guys. I mean, the thing that the thing that I want you to know, um, especially with our children, they, you know, we we all look for love. We all want to be loved and accepted and valued. And so if we don't have that, if we don't know where to look for that, we will find it in all the wrong places. And so that's, that's what, that's what I was doing at that age. Now I want to kind of take you on a journey of this because I found myself, what happened with this particular story was I found myself as a 36 year old thriving, um, Christian. I mean, just like, like Tiffany said, I mean, amazing family. Um, I mean, I'm a part of a incredible ministry that is just touching thousands of lives, traveling all over, you know, going to, um, 
just show the love of God to so many people and places. And I find myself at one of these ministry events that I'm a part of leading, by the way. Um, and the Lord is tapping me on the shoulder saying, you know, can we deal with, he was ever so gently asking me, can we deal with that moment when you were 15? Can you hand, can you give me that moment? And you know me, I'm like, what, what moment? What are you talking about? Do, do, do. Nothing happened, you know? And, um, I say that lightly, but, um, I mean, I think if you know me, you know that I'm a super fun person normally. So this, this type of thing, this is really, <laughs> it's really difficult, but, um, bear with me. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'm sitting in this, this event. I am supposed to be a leader. I am a leader. I am walking people through, you know, amazing inner level healing. I am, you know, doing all these things. Um, and the Lord's asking me ever so gently to deal with my own issue. And, you know, I, I think, um, number one, I was willing and I was in a vulnerable place to, you know, one thing I've learned in ministry is if you are not able to be ministered to, it's very difficult to minister to others. So I have to be in a place and I know this, I've learned this through my mentors and uh, my pastors. I have to be in a place where I can be ministered to at all times. My number one job when I go into a ministry event or I go to church or I go into anything that I'm personally leading, I want to be ministered to first, first and foremost. Um, and so I'm in this place and the Lord starts showing me, you know, and I'm, I'm just, I'm just asking just God, just, I just want more of you. I want, I want to, I want to, you know, um, be loved by you. I want to, um, know your love more. I want, I want breakthrough and, you know, these things that we, you know, we've been asking him for and just, Lord, just, just more of you, more of you, more of you. And, um, he shows me a memory. I see this memory in my mind. Was this at the event? This is at the event. I'm in this place. I'm in this place of prayer and I'm just like, what am I seeing right now? And you guys, I was seeing myself at 15 and a half laying on, um, the, the operating table in an abortion clinic. And I'm like, why are we, what, what? Why are we dealing? Why am I seeing that right now in my mind? And the Lord's like, can you let me have that moment? Can we deal with this? And you guys have to understand that, you know, for 21 years, no one but my husband knew about that. No one. Um, I was going to take that moment of having an abortion at 15 and a half. I was going to take that moment to the grave. There was no one that was going to know about that. There was no reason to talk about it. That was even, you know, I even, I even justified it. Oh, that was before I was a Christian. That was BC, you know, like all of that is passed away and it's gone. And, but the reality was it was still me. It was still my body that dealt with it. It was still my shame. It was still my guilt, you know, and it was still there. And I didn't know it was still there. And the Lord ever so graciously just said, you know what, Tiff, let's just like, let's just go there. And I was like, Oh my goodness. And you know, you have those moments and I talk about this in my testimony video. You have those moments where you never think you're going to stop crying. And that's why we're afraid. We're afraid to go to these places because we're like, I just, 
I just want it to be all okay. And so we make it okay in our own little ways. We justify, we move past, we shove under the rug, we ignore, we deny, whatever. I mean, we do all these things because we just want everything to be okay. And and the world says, suck it up, move on. Yeah. And, you know, so I, yeah, totally. I mean, that was the number one thing I heard personally was because, you know, I, I go through with this and the Lord reminded me that after that happened, there was a period of about eight days. And, you know, you leave the, like one friend knew she dropped, I made her drive me to the clinic. You know, she, I don't think she even tried to talk me out of it. She didn't really know what to do. And, um, and you guys, I don't even know how I knew how to, I don't even know, like, I don't remember the Lord's still revealing pieces, but I don't remember why I even thought that was a solution. I don't know where I learned that just to be honest with you. Um, maybe I had a friend that did it. I don't even know where that came from, but for whatever reason I do it and it's horrific. I mean, it is like, and I know some of you listening have been through this before and I know the pain. I know the pain that, um, you went through. I know what it was like to lay there on the table, um, and, and, just try to erase your mistake. That's what I felt like I was doing. I just wanted to erase my mistake. I made a mistake and I just wanted to fix it and, um, and then just move on with my life. I remember thinking that just move, I just want to move on with my life. And, um, at the time I was an elite softball player. I, um, was going to tournaments every weekend and pitching an insane amount of games and, you know, just, um, just doing that. And I remember afterwards, even, um, you know, the, the doctor's telling me, you know, don't do any physical activity for about eight days. And, um, and you're, you know, you're going to be put on medication, you know, to help things. And, um, you know, you can't go out in the sun because you'll get severely sunburnt and, you know, just all these things. That's what I remember out of it. I don't, I don't remember much more than that, but, you know, of course that weekend, um, I go home and because, you know, my mom didn't even know, my parents didn't know nothing. And, um, it's softball time. So I have to go and, you know, pretend like nothing happened. Um, because otherwise everyone would know. And I pitched probably three games in the 110 degree heat. Um, and in between games, I remember, um, you know, just TMI guys, but, um, I remember in between games going into the bathroom because I was bleeding and just like, I just didn't even know what to do. So I just cover it up, cover it up and get back out there. And, you know, it was just like, and like, when you say suck it up, like, that's what I heard. I heard just in my mind, it was just like, suck it up, Tiffany. Like you made this mistake. You did this to yourself. You just better just get out there and get over it. You better just get stronger, you know? And that, that's, that's what happened during that time. And, um, anyways, it was just torment. You guys, it was just torment. And, um, and then of course I remember going back home to my, to my family and my, like right afterwards and my mom somehow knew and like figured it out. I don't know if God told her, I don't know what happened, but she was like, what have you done? And like, why did you do that? Why did you think you have to, why did you think you had to do that? And I was like, I don't know. And then we just didn't talk about it from that point forward. And so the rest of my life, basically, I just pretended it didn't happen, you know? And, and then that brings us to the moment where I'm asking God for breakthrough at 36 years old. And I'm asking him, you know, why certain things 
aren't able, like, why am I still bumping into anger? Why am I still bumping into depression? Why am I still bumping into these things? And he's like, will you let me deal with that moment? And, um, and so I did, and I just let him love me through that. And I, and I, I let him, um, just in his grace and his mercy and his kindness, just, just take that, take that 15 year old little girl that was doing the unimaginable that was basically committing murder. And he just took me and rescued me and I'll never be the same from that moment forward. I'll never, ever, um, I'll never forget the pain, but I'll never forget the rescue. And I think that's, um, that's the most powerful part about my story is that he rescued me. I mean, he, he took it. And so now, you know, I don't have that. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel so, um, there was a piece of me that was not alive that came to life. It was just one more piece that I had yet to discover of joy um, and being fully alive in Jesus and, and with what he has has me doing. And you guys remember, I, I, ha, I mean, I'm living a great life up until this point. You know, it was just I just wanted more of God and that's where, where he took me. So um, pretty unforgettable. So and also you had also mentioned too just that you have a scar but there's no wound yeah and I think in and also I heard you say too through this talking this whole time even recording not recording is that um your heart you talk you want to bridge mm-hmm. the gap of Christian or not mm-hmm. of people that so I mean like basically you were saying so 21 years ago you became a Christian no wait no 21 years that happened Mm -hmm. and then you became a Christian Mm -hmm. and then you still had things that you hadn't obviously worked through Mm -hmm. yeah and you know and then even not being a Christian someone could have things that are not being worked through Mm -hmm. and then you were brought brought to a place where you said that you were um you were in a place of like you were fighting or you were like angry and you Mm kind of were in this like funk and then you were like, where does that, where is that coming from? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and then that's when you got healing came kind of more into your life at that point. Yeah. And so now where your heart's mission, your passion too is for women is for women. Like, mm-hmm. Can you tell us more about like what you were talking about when you were telling me how you want to be a bridge to yes. women that are yes. in what just, totally. I'm just going to let her talk about this. Cause I thought this was just so awesome. Absolutely. Well, and, and even back to the video that, that you watched Tiffany on, on social media, what had happened, um, that video was filmed, um, a year prior for an event that we did in Portland, a women's event. And I was asked to share my testimony in 2017, December of 2017, to about um, 700 women, and I um, so we filmed a video for it, and then I actually shared on stage as well. Um, and so nobody really knew that this video was on this website, and it was just kind of sitting there. It was it's beautifully done. Um, I'm wondering if I could somehow post it on. 
Yeah, it's on hermvoicemovement.com. Yeah, maybe I can under link testimonies. it. Yep, absolutely. I'll link it somehow so you guys can watch it. But yeah. it's your testimony real yeah. live and everything. And so what happened was <laughs> I um, this testimony had been sitting there. And, and I know, you guys, I know that the Lord's asking me to use my voice, but but we can use our voice at the wrong time and have minimal impact. And so I, um, I, I agreed with God. I, I made him a deal. Lord, I will share this when you want me to share it. I will share what you want me to share when you want me to share it, not before. And I won't say no, not before or too, you know, not too early and not too late. And so that was the deal that I made with the Lord. And so this video, here's this video sitting there for a year. And then <clears throat> what had happened was, um, that law in New York, New York was passed. Um, the abortion law just recently. And um, I remember seeing, you know, just all about it on social media. It was, it was everywhere. And even, you know, Christian pastors and leaders that I looked up to that I followed and they're all talking about this law and how could they, and this is outrageous and all these things. And, and I just find myself just getting so angry. You guys, I was so like, Oh my word, like what in the world is going on and how could they? And just this anger just entered me. And I was like, and then I started hearing things like, you better say something. You better say something, Tiffany. You better, you better post something. You better say something. You better do it, you know, and look at you just sitting there, not even saying anything. You're reading all these posts. You're not commenting. You're not telling your story, da, 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 da. And I know that voice. And that voice is not God's. That is the enemy. Anytime something is, God will never bully. God will never push and prod and and condemn. And so I knew that was just the enemy, and he was he was bullying me. Basically, was what was happening. And so I just I just froze. I just stayed frozen, and I I was like, I will not move until the Lord says to move. Period. I will not say anything. I will not, you know, every and in the Bible it says every word will be accounted for every word. And so I'm, I'm like, Lord, help me, help me know what to do right now. Um, because social media is such a tricky thing. It can cause so much, um, strife and division, but yet no solution because you're not sitting down with someone. When you're sitting down with someone, there is a, there is a means to reconciliation. There's a means to, I want to understand you because you're a human being. But when we're doing that on the computer, we're actually just talking to computers and phones. We're not talking to human beings, but human beings are listening to it as human beings and, and getting really hurt. And so it's, it's really a difficult thing. Um, and so anyways, so I just froze and I was like, I, I know my testimonies on video. I, I mean, it's perfect. It's like, why wouldn't I share it? Of course. And I just waited. I waited for the Lord to say, okay, this is what I want you to do. And so I think it was about a week maybe. Um, it was about a week. And I finally felt the prompting, okay, this is what we're going to do. You're going to upload your story um, to YouTube and and you're going to post it on your, your Facebook account and just share it. And, um, and what he showed me in that time, you guys, it's pretty profound. The Lord speaks to me in visions sometimes. And I saw this vision of myself... Um, and I was like, I was so, it felt like I was so frozen um, because I could see both sides. And I was like right in the middle. I could see the women that think that they have no other choice. 
And so because of that, you know, they go through with something, you know, like abortion. And then I saw, you know, the women that know the love of God and know that that's not his plan. And I just, I saw myself in the middle. And it was this super profound vision because, you know, sometimes on social media it could look like there's two sides. And Jesus is like, I'm right there, right there in the middle with you. And I just saw my arms out. Oh, my goodness. Just like he was on the cross. And I was holding the hands of the women that were like me at 15, having an abortion and not knowing not knowing what else to do and then I was holding the hands of the women that were also like me that were like no no that's a life that's a baby that that deserves a chance and I was holding both hands because I was on both sides and so I I just I find myself right in the middle just bridging the gap because that's what Jesus would do he would bridge the gap he would say you know what in me, there is no shame and no condemnation, and you can find total healing and freedom. And that's what I feel like I'm called to do personally. And so um, that's why I share my story. And do I regret it? 100% yes. 100% yes. Do I have any guilt, shame, or condemnation about it? 100% no. And that is only because of the blood of Jesus. That's only because he took that sin on his body when he died on the cross. He took it. He knew what I was going to do, my past, my present, and my future. And he said, I will take all of it and I will restore you. And so when God looks at me, he doesn't see, he doesn't see just Tiffany. He sees Jesus and Jesus is perfect. And so, um, I'm totally clean and healed and set free. And um, I have so much love in my heart for women that have gone through this and um, for women who are fighting for this as well because it's both. It's both. You know, we need to um, we need to take a stand. That was what I kept hearing. You better take a stand. And, and Jesus was like, I'll show you what your stance is. It's right here in the middle with me. And we're going to bridge the gap. And we're going to do it together. And we're going to do it with love. And so that's what I feel like I'm on this earth to do is just point people to Jesus. And um, in him, there is no shame. There is no guilt. There is no condemnation. Um, But I had to let him have that. That was the key was I had to be willing to just come to a place where, you know what, I might not stop crying for about a week and I'm going to be okay with that. And Lord, just do what you're going to do in my heart because um, I don't want any of that left in my heart any of that um, darkness. I want everything full of light in my heart. And so that's what I've been on a journey to do. And um, I am not done by any means. That is just one piece to the puzzle. There is more, um, you know, there is, we go through a lot in this life. And, um, but I do know that uh, Jesus is the answer and he is the one. He is the only one that can, that could have set me free from that. Um, And you know what's crazy, Tiffany, is that when you're in a room full of um, women, it's about one out of, what, every three or every four women that have gone through this, that have had an abortion. And so I believe, too, as Christian women, we have to have 
a topical conversation yeah. about this. Um, that's why I love the name of your podcast because um, we're so afraid to talk about the things that hurt people, you know, but we'll throw our opinions out and um, not realizing that that hurts people even more. Um, and so I just feel like I am on a journey um, of dropping all my opinions about all of it and just being like, Lord, <laughs> I'm a mess and you saved me. Can you save them too? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, just, exactly. I mean, you're like, like at the front lines, it also like you're in the front lines and you're also a part of the front line. Like you're, mm-hmm. we all need something. Mm-hmm. Jesus is there. Yeah. Yeah. And continue to need it. I am like super emotional right now. Um, I think when you say to just, it's not about opinions, Mm -hmm. dropping all opinions, Mm -hmm. dropping all this, that, and the other. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Jesus matters. Yeah. That's what I hear you saying. I hear that. I feel that. I, 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 I kind of feel like out there that Christians get the rap of, um, you know, like in maybe other religions too, that, oh, they're this way because they're this way, or they're this way because they're this way. We're just like, no, what is truth? Mm -hmm. What's Mm -hmm. truth? Yeah. Like I can't, and not only that, you know, people listening right now, you don't have to be alone. Yes, absolutely. You don't have to be alone. Mm -hmm. And I think that's too, is that the world has a way of thinking that like thinking that you are to actually together and doing something and you're actually just really like in the end, you just feel alone, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's my heart in this too, is just, um, with this podcast of this whole thing, you coming on and telling the story is just to remind people that you're not alone and that we can all help each other. Yeah, you shouldn't do it alone. That's so good. And, you know, you guys, um, I mean, everyone has a story. And the more that we know about people and their stories, the easier it is to find grace and love. Mm-hmm. And so I think when we put ourselves in in their shoes, a lot of times, I mean, we hear that all the time, put yourself in my shoes, you know. Well, yes, because if I if I can seek to understand why you feel the way you do, then, um, then I'm not going to be against you because I'm trying to understand where you're coming from. And so I think that's where we can, we can help bridge the gap too with some of these heavy topics, you know, because it is, it is a hard topic to talk about because there's so many viewpoints, but, um, but now, you know, you understand where I come from and my story. And so then you can understand me more and, and, and how, you know, how I go about making my decisions when I make them. And so that's my goal is to, I want to seek to understand, not to be understood. Um, seek and to so, understand, not to be understood. Mm-hmm. And that's where you have your hand out instead of your hand up. So you, you take, if you take your palm, palm up, palm hand up. out, palm up, hand out, you have your hand out to be seek to understand. And when you're seek to be understood, you are pushing people away. you have your hand up, like stop no more. So, um, Anyways, I just wanted to read this. I felt like, um, if this is okay with you, it's in Luke 7, um, 47. And it talks about the lady that, um, in the Bible, it talks about this lady that is just like, 
she's crazy with her love for Jesus. Like she is extravagant. Um, she's too much <laughs> basically. Yeah. And she comes and breaks this alabaster jar of oil and just anoints Jesus with this oil and it's super expensive. And it was, um, and she's, she couldn't stop kissing him and just, just loving on Jesus. And they were like, do you even know who's touching you? Do you even know Jesus? Like these, these Pharisees, which are the religious leaders at the time and said to Jesus, do you even know who's touching you? She's a prostitute. She is, she is the lowest of the low. Like, why are you letting her touch you? And he says, um, get this. It's crazy. Um, he says, Jesus says, you're right. And then he spoke to Simon about the woman that was still weeping at his feet. He says, don't you see this woman kneeling here? She is doing for me what you didn't bother to do. When I entered your home as a guest, you didn't think about offering me water to wash the dust off my feet. Yet she came into your home and washed my feet with her many tears and then dried my feet with her hair. You didn't even welcome me into your home with the customary kiss of a greeting. But from the moment I came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not take time to anoint my head with fragrant oil, but she anointed my head and my feet with the finest perfume. She, <laughs> me, <laughs> he's talking about me right here, has been forgiven of all of her many sins. This is why she has shown me such extravagant love. But those who assume that they have very little to be forgiven of will love me very little. And then she looks at the woman and he, sh he says, all of your sins are forgiven. <laughs> now you may walk in peace. And I just am like, whoa. Like, God, you can forgive all my sins. You can forgive all of those things. And so then I can, I can love others and I can love you, God, extravagantly. So that's, that's my mission in my life. It's just to love him and love people radically, radically love people. Like, yeah, you just spit in my face. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, I love you anyways. And you know what? God has a plan for you, you know? So, and that's, that's probably the hardest, hardest thing for us to do as human beings for sure. But when we know how much we've gone through and what we've been forgiven of, it's easy to forgive others. It's ex exactly. So. I totally, you can love as much as you believe that you are loved. Mm -hmm. Yep. You can only love as much as you believe that you are loved. Yeah. And um, man, that holds true. You know, so I, holy moly, Tiff. I mean, <laughs> so much to talk about. So much to talk about. <laughs> I mean, love capital L it's just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would like to throw one more thing in there oh, yeah, for yeah, those that are listening mm -hmm. and you want to, um, be a part of the tribe of women that I'm a part of. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. Um, it's called her voice movement. My good friend, Jenny Donnelly, runs it. She lives actually right up the road here on oh, Pete's okay. Mountain. Okay. Um, she's the pastor. Her and her husband are pastors of the Collective Church where Jeremy and I go. And um, she uh, is hosting an event December 5th and 6th. It's called um, Her Voice 2019, but it's the theme of it is lavish. Ooh. And it is talking about this lavishing love of God that he has for us. And so I want to invite all the women listening um, to be our guests and, um, you get your hotel covered with the ticket price. It's like a retreat style. Um, nice. very relaxed, very, um, loving and peaceful and it's going to be amazing. Um, so December 5th and 6th and you can find it on hervoicemovement.com. 
Okay. So, so we'll have to link that up to yeah. my thing too. And so people can look at that as well yeah. for sure. So That's just awesome. on the topic, on, on the, the lavish topic. love of God topic. The lavish. Let's, <laughs> let's just dwell on that for a while. Woo. <laughs> well, Tiff, um, yeah. thank you for just being willing to come out here. Um, and just t- tell your story yeah. and spreading the love of God and just yeah. um, your heart. And um, it's amazing. And, and for everyone who's listening, you know, I know there's something out there for you, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, um, thanks again. Yeah. And um, again, this is This Topical Life. And um, we'll talk again soon.